Hey there, it's Michelle Norris. I'm host of a podcast called Your Mama's Kitchen. When I travel, I'm usually looking for a way to find a taste of home when I'm not at home. And one of the things I love to do when I am at home is entertain. And Airbnb allows me to do that. When I was in California recently, I rented a house that had a great kitchen. And when we were sitting around the table, we're all thinking, we're in someone else's house. Someone could be in all of our homes as well. If you have a home, but you're not always at home, you have an Airbnb. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. And welcome to the AEW Dynamite Preview. I'm Adam Wilborn from What Culture, joined by one of the Dudley Boys, Michael Hamflet from What Culture, to look ahead to tonight's episode of AEW Dynamite. But before we get into it, if you're a fan of this sort of thing, make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, wherever you get your podcasts from, for daily wrestling podcasts, where we not only review AEW Dynamite, but also AEW Collision, Raw, SmackDown, the show formerly known as NXT Dubai. Oh, pay-per-views, premium live events. We have interviews, roundtable discussions, and a roundup of the week complete with a very good quiz, of course, on WrestleCulture. As I said, they're joined by Michael Hamlet to look ahead to AW Dynamite tonight and the beginning of the Blind Eliminator Tag Tournament. Can they coexist? Brackets general, everybody. Yes. Uh, I'm excited. I'm a, I'm a Blind Eliminator Tournament truther. Mm. Um, I love what they're doing with MJF and Adam Cole. Do I think... Uh, it has the legs to get serious again. We talked about this last week. There's a certain rhythm to these MJF programs, and your mileage may vary on them individually, but they all follow the same loose pattern. Mm -hmm. MJF tries to trivialize the entire thing with a view of A, getting under his opponent's skin, or B, never even fighting them in the first place. (laughs) When inevitably that fails, he's a sociopath and he's a psychopath, and it turns out there's an awful deep-rooted thing at the core of this relationship, mm-hmm. and now he's going to get to that, and he's going to pick at that scab. Um, we were shocked when him and MJF, uh, sorry, him and Adam Cole, went at each other uh, with like kind of like the gloves off in yes. the build-up to that match, and it was a one-week build to a TV match, and then obviously they wrestled half an hour, and you're like, wow, they've thrown loads of verbals, loads of action at this already. How do we get back here? And that's why I like this. Yeah. It's because I think you kind of, you've done it a little bit in reverse, you're doing the silly now, and then at some point, there's going to be an inciting incident, and we just go, uh, <laughs> like we're at a press conference, and go all the way back into mm. that, the heat of that very first match. Mm. Um, I think they'll win. I don't. Then it doesn't <laughs> say the drawing. I'm confident it? they're going to win, because it just says in action, yeah, which is the biggest giveaway. They're winning the first round match. Um, you could see them getting to the final. I don't know if like it kind of undermines the whole thing if they make it all the way. They should. I, I think a semi-final exit is perfect. It's made to look easy. The friendship is made to look wholesome. Adam Cole is one step ahead the whole way. And then in the reveal, is he one step ahead or is MJF two? And mm. then like that's where we see the turn. You're right. The inaction things. Well, it's not ideal, truthfully. Like, if we're being honest, you well, should... I don't know what the layout of the tournament is. I can tell you what the layout of the Owen Hart Cup was weeks in advance. Yeah. This one, it's just... I know one match, which we're going to talk about in a second, mm. and I know these lads are in action, but I don't know any other teams off the top of my head that are even in this. Swerving our glory. Yeah, but it's in a, other than that Oh, other match. than this match later on, yeah, yeah. Um, 
No, I, I've got mixed feelings on this tournament because I love the idea. I think the execution has been and the rollout has been dodgy. Mm. I wonder if, when it's all happened, if the matches are good and if the weird team combinations are entertaining, if we'll look back on all this favourably because I just feel like they're selling themselves and a funny idea short. Yeah. And a lot of people I know don't necessarily think that AEW is here for, like, these frivolities. And I've seen a bit of discussion online about this is yet again too lightweight for an MJF title program, but I just don't think you're watching closely enough if mm. you think that this is how it ends. Like, they don't go from partners and you can't get along. Yes. To a, Neither like, of them are thinking, blood, well, this is nice. Yeah, like, it doesn't go from that straight to a bloodthirsty title fight. There's obviously lots more developments to come. And based on Colin MJF, they're going to be pretty entertaining yeah. ones. Yeah, it's very much similar to the uh, Batista Eddie Guerrero thing they did a few years back. Yeah. Okay, yeah, of course you're just looking out for me, Eddie. Yeah. I'll believe you. Of course you're just joining my stream to donate. Thanks, Maxwell. Uh -huh. We all know what's going on here, but yeah, there's there's nothing more of a bigger indicator in AEW than a straightforward victory than inaction. Yeah, or hearing from somebody. Yes. You know, you're gonna hear. The one thing I will say as well, just, just on these briefly, because I think the tournament is more interesting elsewhere, um, they might have unlocked the best... Adam Cole in AEW thus far here. Mm. Because as a heel, it was great, but people were itching to cheer him as he left NXT. And then you were kind of told, yeah, yeah, yeah put that on ice. Uh, the fun is having him here. Yes. You're gonna, you get to do the sing-along bits, but as a wrestler, you, we kind of need you to be right where you were when he's in the next team. We're like, no, we really want to, can we please cheer him now? Yes. We've endured seven hours of cool KL matches. We're just <laughs> bursting to cheer for him. Like, and you weren't allowed, and the, they kind of put that on pause. Then he comes back as a baby face, and the injury story was good, mm -hmm. but when you were given the, the heavy heat angle with Jericho, which we praised on the run-up, the... I think Sidge compared him to, if it wasn't Sidge, it was somebody else's take, I'm stealing it. Compared him to, like, you can't, Adam Cole can't really do the John Moxley promo. Like, no. I'm going to break your finger so you can't hold that pen to sign another contract. <laughs> like, that's not really who Adam Cole is. No. He beats people, but he doesn't break every bone in their stinking body. So this feels like the platonic ideal. Mm. Adam Cole as a baby face, the guy we're rooting for here, but smarter than the average bear that MJF typically tries to goad. Yeah. Like them to win tonight with MJF hitting a last shot. Yeah. I want him to have gotten uh, a jacket. You know, MJF gets the entrance jackets. I want him to have just got like a leather one with the MJF. Two sizes too big. Yeah. yeah, yeah. More yeah. of the uh, MJF. Anytime anyone is interacting with him alongside Adam Cole, say, have you got bigger? Yeah. I like, like that as a little. Flexing of the bicep sort of thing, yeah. It's a good touch. I think it's going to be fun, this, mm -hmm. even though it's going to be yeah, a really straightforward victory. On the other side of things, Thank you. um, you've got Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen, which should just be such a fun duo. It's worked out well. Against Keith Lee and Swerve Strickland. Yeah. What? Now, I've said this on another podcast, but I'm going to repeat it again for anybody yes. that hasn't heard this. Dumbass take of mine, right? Keith Lee dyed his hair back last week. And I, I kind of like my ears pricked up a little bit. Oh, what that for? Mm. Like, you were kind of committing to this new look. I know it wasn't popular. I know that like a lot of people thought, Ugh. but who cares? Right? If that's who you are now, if this is like a new look, do you think? Uh, and then, in line with these, the Keith Lee look change, and the kind of like the conversation going to, I'm not seeing much from Keith Lee that I love. There hasn't like there hasn't been, and that's not me speaking. That's the whole 
wider conversation, yeah. wider discussion has just been it's not been as hot. He's not been in featured positions. But in line with that, there's been this discussion of where's a singles match? Where's a singles match, Tone? Where's, yeah. where's the book, Pete? Where's the singles match, Tone? Like, get me the, get me to um, the Swerve in Our Glory explodes singles match from did the last work together. They turned on each other twice. So they turned on each other on an AW show when Keith Lee was like, enough's enough. Mm-hmm. I want to say that was full gear. And then did they not have a second split on the Ring of Honor pay-per-view just for Christmas? I don't imagine yes. that happened. So there was two splits. And but they lost the tag titles over over a year ago. It was double or nothing. They lost the tag titles. I thought they lost them on a dynamite. Was it double or nothing? They lost the belts, was it? Well, oh, I wait a second. That was no. when they beat the acclaimed, wasn't it? Yeah, but, but either that, way. It's like not the acclaimed I'm looking at. I'm looking at flipping Jurassic Express here. We're, Sorry. Hitting, we're hitting on a year. We're hitting on yeah. a year that, like, Swerving Our Glory thing's been going on. Um, so, yeah. There's obviously been the wait and the wait and the wait and the wait. I think they're going to completely subvert everybody's expectations and kick ass. And Tony Khan hasn't booked the singles match because he can't be arsed with it. <laughs> and Swerve's year has felt like it's been on pause for most of the year. Mm-hmm. He's taken some pretty... If you notice, he's absorbed some very heavy losses lately. Mm. He lost to Orange Cassidy. Yeah. He lost to Hiroshi Tanahashi. Yeah. He's not flying. Right, so if you book this match, it's a case of right. Finally, tonight we're having the big payoff to the feud, in which our lives have both objectively got worse since we split. <laughs> yes. So, I think that the the real quiz here is hiding in plain sight, which is the draw wouldn't have been the thing they've picked, but they've looked at it and they thought, you know what? Yeah. Life isn't that great. I might not love you like I did the first time. You never forget the first betrayal, but. Let's look at the objective metrics mm-hmm. here. And the year hasn't gone brilliantly. Swerve has aligned with multiple people that haven't helped him. Mm-hmm. Keith Lee has befriended Dustin Rhodes and got on his ass kicked more than he's kicked <laughs> ass. Yeah. And maybe they just look at each other and be like, you know what? A random drawing has brought us back together, but maybe our powers are better together than apart. And you could even do it where Keith Lee was like, eh. And then Swerve's like the devil on his shoulder. Think about it, Keith. I like, I'm sorry about that, Keith. Mm. Like Danny Deals with Tim Storm on NWA Power. <laughs> like, I'm sorry about that. However, look at it. Has it really gone that great for you? I don't think so. Dye your hair back to how it was. Let's get the band back together. Let's see if we can win oh, the blind get Rick Ross back in, eh? Rick Ross back in, right? And I made a deal with you. Make this deal with the devil. If we win the blind eliminator, we get a title shot, and then we get FTR. If we win the belts, I was right. If we don't, we go our separate ways. Yes. And at least you do that. And then it either actually reheats the rematch, the the, the first match, yeah. it, it reheats the match, or swerving our glory are back and heals, and the division starts to get a heartbeat again. Yeah, it's just uh, which means they beat Orange the Cassidy way. and Darby Allen. So now I'm saying it, that can't possibly happen, can it? Well, you but can get an Orange Cassidy Keith Lee match out of this. He absolutely could. Keith Lee could beat Darby Allen. Uh, could beat Orange Cassidy in a tag match, couldn't he? Done it. Tick. Yeah, it just. Uh, when you first suggested it, I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> and then I, and you, when you laid it out like you have, I thought, yeah, I mean, things picked up uh, points for Swerve, and he's won some big things with the mogul, whatever they're called. Mm-hmm. Affiliates and embassy. Yeah. But, yeah, he's not won the big one. He has, yeah, suffered some big losses, title and, on, you know, non-title. Mm. And... Keith Lee's had a rubbish time of it since yeah. the since I never really got his revenge either 
But, yeah, they need to do something because they've fumbled the ball so much with both of these guys, in my opinion, mm-hmm. that, yeah, bollocks, why not try that one more time? Get Rick Ross to say some wild things that are not prepared before they go out. He is a big mother flipper. Yeah. And, yeah, a good way to reestablish yourself is, is beating Orange Cassidy and Darby Allen. I like that as a way to get Keith Lee and Orange Cassidy, too. Mm. Especially if, like, they cheat just a bit. Swerve sort of, eh, you can pull the tights. Mm. What's the worst that can happen? Do you think you'll get the uh, elite accepting the BCC's challenge tonight? They obviously laid it out whilst murdering them last week yeah. uh, after their match. Uh, problems with the Dark Order. <laughs> I don't want to think about that. No. Um, but, yeah, Moxley and all the rest of them came down. We're going to hear from Moxley. We'll talk about him in a second. Laid out the challenge. July 19th, Boston. Mm-hmm. TD Garden. Wicked Pisser. Wicked Pisser. Blood and guts. Piss and blood. Uh, yeah. Baby faces aren't baby faces if they don't accept challenges. AEW are quite good, or were, quite good with subverting your expectations. So you go into something like this just assuming that, well, yeah, they're going to say, yes, of course they are. Mm. What are we missing here? Is there any reason why they would say no? Like, no, we're not going to let you have blood and guts. Because you can't, as a babyface, you can't go, no, because we're not going to give you the satisfaction of that. You can't just do that. Mm. But then what you're really doing is robbing the fans of a big match. So yeah, as a fa- it's really hard to, like, strike that balance. But is there anything in the numbers? Is there anything in the... Uh, uh, wider question. I like, I'm going to fire a question back at you. I don't think this is about how... Blood, uh, whether or not the match gets announced or whether or not the mm-hmm. elite say yes. Mm-hmm. How does this match get hot? Yeah. Because the announcement last week did not go down like all that. It was yeah, eh, good. <laughs> right. But who didn't we knew see, it was coming? Yeah, who didn't see it coming? Have the first two really lived up to expectations? No. Have they fit like they've come at different times in the programs where it's never until now felt like the payoff? This feels like the payoff has mm. to be the last. But whereas in the prior two years, maybe we just always complain. In the prior two years, we were saying, "Oh, that's not the payoff." Are you kidding? Now it is the payoff. But instead, I'm moaning, I kind of, I'm over this. Yeah, and I'm intrigued to see if if they've decided to go, because they could have just done, well, unfortunately, Danielson's out. Yeah. So we'll just do the four on four and have Takesh to step up. Which is where we're at currently, right? Yeah. yeah. But I want to see Kofi Ibushi. And not what, what what was Kenny Omega doing then? If he yeah. wasn't, you know, when he was not there. For a few weeks. Which is for something. But then also, I understand that it's also very difficult to be like, you know what, we'll accept your challenge, and we're going to put you at a numerical disadvantage because one of your people are injured, despite the fact that you're the heel team. Find an extra person always feels like a thing you put on a babyface team rather than a heel team. Yeah. Or maybe they accept and Bullet Club tonight say, by the Bullet Club, sorry, thinking of the bing, 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 the goats on collision. But that's no wonder City Sam Punk. Um... The Blackpool Combat Club, maybe they have to be the ones tonight who say, and we've actually got a fifth member uh, if you want to find one. And then in the match, Kenny Omega V-triggers Wheelie Uter into a bloody pulp, and he gets taken out of the match. Oh, so you can have a tag team step in for the I don't BCC. Know. This is it. Like, from that then, can we talk about Kenny and Uter? Yes. I think this kicks ass. I love this match, right? So Wheelie Uter got the uh, definitive victory at Anarchy in the Arena. Um, he suffers the consequences when he loses from big daddy Brian Danielson. <laughs> but I have loved lately, particularly him and Claudio and Mox. It's a really nasty trio oh. version of the BCC. And you can tell that Claudio is like 
really quite enjoying taking him under his oh, wing yeah. as this little bastard. <laughs> um, I want Omega to kill him. I want him to apps. <laughs> I want to see like Omega, not necessarily hundred percent. You can hide the kinesio tape all over him. He's selling the Will Osprey, but the damage of the Will Osprey match. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, that was a really solid four star match. So he's going to be hurting, <laughs> but. Um, like he's going to have like all the various injuries and things like that, um, and he's going to be like fizzing with Don Callis, obviously, because mm-hmm. he was thrown out, and then he came back making it imperfect. Uh, but so he's going to be like raging with Don. Uh, I'm going to get any arguments from me, mate. And he's uh, <laughs> V trigger, V trigger, V trigger, V trigger, V trigger. Will you crying? Will you bleeding? Like, uh, like. We're talking with Gareth Morgan, who we don't get to speak to enough, yeah. in the office earlier about today, over the desks. And he made a point. He was like, well, I can't have blood on the show before Blood and Guts. You need to pause that for two weeks yeah. just so people get excited Absolutely. at the sight of Claret again in the cage. Except here. But, like, <laughs> break his nose, break his eyes, break his jaw, V-trigger, V-trigger, V-trigger. Kenny is just, like, kind of out of control, and he's the one that says, you can challenge us to Blood and Guts. I'll give you Blood and Guts. I'll give you the Blood and Guts to one of your team members <laughs> split out across this ring. I think the match will kick ass anyway. Like, I think the chemistry between them two is always awesome. Yeah. Like, you is going to have another one of his great nights in a singles match, of which there are loads if you look back through the, the wheelie to cage match at this point. I'm very, very excited for this. Uh... Kenny Omega in a singles match is a hot hand. We know that. Yeah. Um, does well in the quarter hours. It could be like the main event tonight as well. Quite possibly, yeah. So I think Blood and Guts is shaped around the violence of this. And I understand the argument for having you to get the win. And it's like, are the elite at rock bottom here? Like, they've lost and lost and lost. The 10 man at double or nothing was rent, uh, uh, Forbidden Door was rendered forgotten about by Wednesday when they were getting bludgeoned all over again. Like, I do get that, but I think I need to see you uh, really tonight. Like, I, I just think, like, I, I think it's the move. I really think it's the move. Yeah. Kenny's raging. He and, is, like, this has to end. He is, and I mean this in the nicest possible way, a little git. Yeah. Mate, I'm trying to work out what he does that uh, really, you know, as if he's not already angry enough, what really brings the ire of Omega. And I can't work out whether it's, Wheelie Uter attempting a V-trigger. Wheelie Uter attempting the one-winged angel. Or Wheelie Uter trying to drop in some Osprey moves because he's like, well, that's how you beat Kenny Omega. That's probably the one, isn't it? Yeah. Like, he's, he sets up for, like, the Stormbreaker. I'd like, which, obviously, because it has that one-winged angel intricate setup bit, and then Kenny spots what he's doing. You know how Kenny feels when he gets hit with a move that he feels disrespected yes. by? It's like the one-count kick-out thing. He's like, he rolls off his shoulder off a Stormbreaker. He's like, what the f- are you trying to do with me? V-trigger! Like, another one down, like, spams him like he's back in New Japan. I love it, yeah. Raging. <laughs> Kenny Mager is raging. And let's have a look at that tonight. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. 
J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Before we go any further, though, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, we all carry around different stresses. They can be big life worries or just, you know, little things like your favorite wrestler not being used properly. The thing is, when we keep them bottled up, it really can start to affect us negatively. Therapy is a safe space to get things off your chest and to figure out how to work through whatever is weighing you down. It is really helpful, too, for learning positive coping skills and how to set boundaries. Therapy basically empowers you to be the best version of yourself. So why not give better help a try? It's entirely online, designed to be convenient, flexible, and best of all, suited to your schedule. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash whatculture today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash whatculture. Uh, let's talk Moxley, though. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to know what you think we're going to hear from him tonight, but yep. there's a certain image during the rounds on social media that uh, people have talked about, I suppose. Yeah. How do you feel about it? I, I love that image. Um, I, do you know what? I'll be honest. Like, a lot of straws coming out of his head. I, lo- I love the image. Uh and I saw clips of the match. I haven't seen the match, truthfully. I don't need to see them getting stuck in. No. We all have our vices, but we all have our limits, and I don't necessarily need to see them getting stuck in, but I don't mind watching them fly out, which is the clip I saw. He's back in, like, sort of, he's throwing punches, and they're, they're going everywhere, right? <laughs> so it's it's pretty wild, but it's a good picture to get, and it's a, certainly something that people will remember. You do these spots that people remember, and yeah. people will always remember that. Hell of a visual. I'll just say, on my behalf, Right, this isn't for me. Mm. But that's not because it's John Moxley. Yeah. This just isn't for me. When Nick Gage came into AW, I was like, this ain't me. Mm. This is not me. This is not what I enjoy watching. But I also didn't feel the need to say, shouldn't be doing this. Yeah. You can't like you can't legislate for yeah. other people's Well do what it is for me, NXT. And uh, you know, <laughs> I'll not have anyone tell me that I can't watch that show. And, and plenty do. <laughs> the um he's gonna be in Japan cutting a promo, one would assume. And oh, yeah, of course. John Moxley in front of that sponsor's screen after a New Japan match is... A Shooter. Shooter could be present. He's a different animal. He's a different beast. He's yeah. funny. He's I still remember the, the first... Sorry to interrupt. I still remember the trepidation that you and, ha- you and Sidge had. Yeah. Going, Dean Ambrose in New Japan. Was that video he made? Ugh. A little bit cheap. He's oh, running, yeah, because he's a dog. He's, he's been... escaped prison and he's running from a big dog. Yeah. Very good, Dean. And then and he then, had me in tears within, like, one match. Yeah, cut to six hours later, <laughs> or the next day or whatever, and you ca- you ca- I came in and you and Sid were bouncing. Look, at he did this, and he did this, because it was like he did the... Yeah, the juice match. He did the uh, right. yeah, the the dirty deeds, and oh, he yeah. was like, basically the wanker symbol. That's right, <laughs> Juice Robinson did. Uh, I, he's, you know, and we got the um, we got the Death Rider music at... Forbidden Door, so he's locked into this version of himself at the moment. It's almost a shame he's not in the G1. It feels like a blood yeah. and guts loss would feed nicely into like work in the G1. Um, but yeah, I think he's just going to do a John Moxley promo. Quite honestly, like he's going to. It doesn't matter when it 
falls in the show. He's going to work on the assumption that the elite have said yes to blood and guts, mm-hmm. and he's going to tear the new one verbally, and he's going to individually assess why all of them suck ass and how him and the BCC, like with their their little workout towels that sort of smell of piss from when Regal was there, <laughs> how they're just going to like run through them just like they run through them every other time. He's going to say a reference brawl out. Uh, hmm, don't know. And your backs are against the wall when you're locked into a room scrapping with someone. Yeah. You see, the thing is, young bucks, I fight like a dog, and you might kick a door on my head, the cage door <laughs> of blood and guts, but I'll slam it right back in your face. Like, I ain't no leisure suit Larry. Oh. I'm Trunks Mox, yeah. and I'll see you at blood and guts. Um, oh, something like that. I just wanted to make a Larry joke. <laughs> the, uh, the bit last week with Kingston I just thought was amazing. I think it was maybe my favourite bit of all last week's Dynamite where Renee was there and she was like trying to get him Sort to, this. Yeah, sort this out. Like, I wonder if the we'll hear from John Moxley bit turns into him and Kingston brawling in front of the uh, sponsorship wall because Kingston's over there as well. Yes, he's just won a... Uh, spoilers. <laughs> a match. He's just won a match. Yep. And if you don't want to know anything else, skip forward a minute. And a title. Yeah. And uh, I just thought maybe Renee's the fifth member of the BCC, actually. Yes. Enough, nothing to add on that. Yeah, or we doing another match? RJ City, yeah, somewhere. I don't know. Like what we got? Let's quickly on the teams: uh, Claudio, Utah, Moxley, Takeshita. Yeah, that would be your four. Yeah, Danielson is like not looking likely. Have him on commentary. Obviously. Yeah, he had like it was like an eight week recovery yeah. minimum. Was he, it? So he, he's he not might get him all in. Might get him all out. Yeah, he, he could do. He could wear a cast and try and. Be in it without getting attacked, but it's probably too hard for his own good. Yeah, don't, don't. So you, unless they've got another heel, which I think again, like, kind of clouds it a little bit. It's them versus the elite, right? You yeah. can't. Yeah, there's no. Oh, it really is tough with the bush, isn't it? Yeah, maybe just take you out and a tag team going. I, d- I don't know who you're necessarily team with the BCC because that's not an easy. You know, it's you have to bleed with them to get in. So I don't know how you necessarily do that, but possibly. Yeah, we'll get some clarity tonight. I'm going to let it play out. I just... Heel Jungle Boy? Uh, yeah. Just to sort of... I think that overcomplicates it because he's known to have a backstage friendship with the Young Bucks, so that makes no sense whatsoever. Because Kingston's not going to be in it, which does make their lives a bit easier Kingston's because... special guest ref? <laughs> I'm not going to take the uh, good breeze back with you because Sidgwick lost that one before. <laughs> but he shouldn't be. Um, Kingston would have been great for the Claudio element and for the drama of Moxley, but... It continues to complicate things numbers-wise, doesn't it? Mm. So what about... Here's one for you. Go on. What about, right, if... Because he knows Renee is right. Marini Shafir? You don't know me. Oh, sorry. Um, Kingston somehow bites his tongue so much and bites his lip that he bites it clean off <laughs> and agrees, like... Your wife asked me to fix it. You need somebody for blood and guts. And then he's like the fifth man for the BCC. And Bushi's the fifth man for the elite. Like, and then... I mean, he's pissed off with the elite, isn't he? Keep me away. he said, like, you're yeah, right yeah. to... Like, yeah. he said, like, I'll, I'll, I don't like the Young Bucks, but I'll team with you at Forbidden Door. Forbidden Door happens, and he falls out with the Young Bucks, and he walks away with Ishii. Like, him and Paige and the Young Bucks are not on terms, mm-hmm. right? But he's like, your wife asked me to fix this. I'm not doing this for you. I'm definitely not doing that for that piece of garbage, Claudio. I'm doing this for Renee, and you should too. Like, if we're going to do this for your wife, then you need to keep him away from me, otherwise I will kill him. <laughs> and, like, and me and you are all right. Yeah, John? And Mox is like, all right. And then something terrible goes down in the match. 
Yeah. And he just leaves. I Kingston. really like that as a wrinkle. He leaves Kingsin to get like fed to the wolves or something like yeah. that. You know, like they're, oh, well, my bad. Or like Cesaro or Claudio just like rams him into the cage and Moxley looks the other way. I like way. the idea of them being a split second where Eddie and Claudio shoot working together. Yeah. And they catch themselves like, wait a second, what are we Ugh, doing? Yeah. Like <laughs> yeah. I like, I really like that as a, a wrinkle. I don't, I don't know. I, I think sense with how Eddie Kingston might be feeling right now, maybe he'll be up for it. Just want to tie a good it. mood. They've bonded over there. They've like, they, like, Renee's asked them to fix it. They've gone to Japan. They love going over that guy. The Kingston's won a big match. Uh, and they've like put their, that's what Moxley says. We've put our differences aside, Elite, and there's a guy that's been working with you lately that's working with us come blood and guts. It's this guy. See if you can find it. Because Moxley did that ahead of Forbidden Door, didn't they? Yeah. You're going to have to find some numbers. Looks like you need a fifth man. Kenny Mega's like, well, we do need a fifth man. I'm going to try and take out your fourth. V-trigger, V-trigger, V-trigger. <laughs> uh, I mentioned him a second ago. Jack Perry, is he still just running away from Hook and, you know, diving into the back seat of cars? <laughs> he wasn't my car. Good. I missed the opportunity to do that last yeah. week. And many people tagged me in tweets saying, why don't you do that when he talks about Jungle Boy jumping into the back of a car? <laughs> he wasn't my car. So tonight... I'd like it just they've been run, he's been running for a week. He's been running for a week, right? So you see the same car pull up to the venue and Jungle Boy gets out. And then as soon as he gets out, Hook's waiting from the car park. So Jungle Boy's like, oh Jesus Christ, dives back in the car, drives away again, and Hook chases after him yeah. in, a, in a car this time. He's got a driver, right? So he's he goes out in a car and then he goes into the night. I like he's supposed to be on a tricycle. Yeah, a Segway. But he's really fast on it. Yeah. And uh, one of them um, bikes that you scan your app on your phone for. Forest bike, yeah. The little yeah, the little city bikes. So Hook's got a city bike, but then, oh, no, he's gone off over the border of when they just switched themselves off. Jungle Boy gets back to the arena, walks back in and knows that Hook's not there and then slaps Taz. Just walks up to the house desk and slaps the headset off. Far oh, better than any promo, eh? Yeah, does the bongos on his head like Kenny did to Ishii that time. <laughs> oh, hey, human suplex machine. What are you going to do about it? Yeah, and then he starts coming out with a towel on his head. Yeah. My dad's not even alive, and he's more inspirational than you'll ever be. What if he just nicks Taz's theme? Like a heartbeat thing. Not doesn't have to be the exact same thing, because I don't know what the rules are. Obviously, John Boy's getting a new song, presumably. Patricia's written it. She's, uh, written it. she's called it Balty Lesser. No. <laughs> oh. And he's taking all these tips from Christian. Mm. He's later going to be revealed to be the puppet master. He's 100%, yeah, at some point going to turn around to Christian and say, despite everything you said about my, you know, late father. Hey, 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 hey. You are right. Quite remember that's the long, long-term long thing of Christian when they, you know, they're like, who's the TNT champion? Who's the TNT champion? Who's the TNT champion? It's going to be like, Jungle Boy's our TNT champion. Oh, my God. That's really great stuff. Keep calling him Jungle Boy. Jack, Jack Perry. Perry. Sorry. Yeah. That's gone now, isn't it? He's going to... This will be be Jack Jack Perry. Perry. He'll be a city slicker, Jack Perry. Good. Someone someone, uh, tweeted this to me. I think I read it out on a news thing a a while back where it was like, I think it was probably last Wednesday, Thursday sort of time. Um, (laughs) Cut the hair, slick it back. You know, like proper arsehole (laughs) vibes. I like that. Because that that promo wasn't it, let's say, last week. It wasn't great. But I've not given up. Not sold Mm. all my stock. Uh, last but not least, um, unsurprisingly, in AEW, women's match. Um, it is the Owen Hart Cup continuing, of course. This match was meant to go down last week, but, mm. you know, Tony Khan did a typical bait and switch. Um, 
No, I'm joking. Britt Baker was ill. Yep. Presumably as part of a follow-on from yeah, uh, Colby yeah, on yeah. the tape, obviously. Uh, so tonight we get Britt Baker and Ruby Soho. We've already sort of previewed this. No ladies' night, of course, because there's not three of us here. Sidge hopefully will be here tomorrow. He's just not here today because um, checks knows, oh, yeah, the system's broken here That's in right. the UK. Yep. Uh, but st- despite that, solidarity with the teachers. 100%. Um, but, yeah, I, th- I think we kind of laid this out last week. It's It has to be Ruby Soho in terms of my layout for how we get to, fingers crossed, Willow Nightingale and Ruby Soho, please. Yeah, and... Uh, I just don't think they'd have gone as hard as they did pushing Ruby Soho last week if she wasn't set to win. Yeah, they've had a w- win maybe last week to get the obligatory one women's match on the show, but they wouldn't have said, cut that promo because it was great. It was really good. The match was, like, Soho was, like, locked in yeah. in the match. Um, so it left an, it actually left an impact considering that it was this, as you say, this, like, short notice thing. Uh, she beat with a lockjaw, didn't she? Yes. Yeah, so, like, you know, they've, they've absolutely made the best of this. It's better for the week's build it's had. Funny that, like, when <laughs> matches get built, right? It's better for the week's build it's had off the back of the angle last week because it wasn't really a match. And Soho's promo is fantastic. Um, I am an outcast guy. I've said it a few weeks now. They did not make sense to me as an NWO knockoff group. No. The motivations were too weird and sketchy. They're dickheads, number one, <laughs> so they're perfectly cast as villains. But the world champion is now in their group. You can't... Like, the NWO found this themselves. What Hogan's got the belt, it's like, we have the power. Like, they have to tweak the buttons a little bit once you've got all the power. And the outcasts have got it. It's their division now. Yeah. And the baby faces have suddenly got to reclaim the division. Not from in this turf war against, like, these three interlopers, but just arseholes. Just these people that, like, have spray-painted and done the L-face and cheated and... And the worst part is, is that if you're going to get the belt back, you've got to get off Tony Storm. And she'll beat the living out of you. Yeah. So, like, it's just sort of... slap your tits off. (laughs) So, it's like, they present challenges, both physical and mental, as heels, Mm. that I welcome. And I think it does... It doesn't splay out across the division in the way we thought it might have once done with something like a blood and guts payoff. We're no longer adding members to the ranks. And that's unfortunate, I think. I felt like they were onto something there. Uh... But yeah, there's no, like, we don't know when Jamie Hayter's going to be back. Hopefully it's soon. We are all kind of working on the assumption that is going to feature quite prominently on the All-In card. Maybe she won't, but it's safe to assume that they're going to yeah. try and, like, pivot her into a big match. So I, I love the idea of Ruby and Willow in the Owen final because I think it's it remains part of the kind of hottest thing they've got going on. Could work quite nicely there as well in terms of what you just laid out. And I know the dates don't exactly line up, but you could effectively have... Tony Storm, AW Women's Champion. Mm. Ruby Soho going for Owen Hart Cup. And obviously tonight is the spoiler for the former champion, a former your Owen Hart Cup holder, Britt Baker, naturally. So she can be like, well, I've beat the person who just won it last. So yep. I've, I'm going to waltz this now. Mm-hmm. And Teray is like, well, I enjoy spray painting people, but I also wouldn't mind something to go after. Oh, what's that? TBS Championship. You can have, mm-hmm. fight, have, have her fight Chris Statlander. I love that. I really like that. The Outcast wanting all the gold. Mm. Like you could do Tony Storm, Jamie Hayter for the world, and Soraya Statlander for the TBS, with the Outcast thinking they're going to come away with all the gold and yeah. they leave with none of it. Yeah. And that's like that's one of the nice things, isn't it? The, yeah, I'm into it. But yeah, I think our opinions haven't really changed. Uh, if anything, they've become more solidified as compared to our preview last week that just, just looking at the layout of the tournament and, like you say, another... I don't know if they're still going to do this. They, I feel like the ship maybe has sailed. 
but another justification, at least in Britt Baker's mind, for her to be like, you know what? <laughs> Bollocks to this partnership with Jamie Hayter. I'm going to turn on her, and then we can have that as a future feud for the title. Yeah, look, it's Britt Baker's in a difficult spot at the moment. I think she can take this loss, but not too many more. Like, I think she's been slightly normalized by this whole thing. And, and I then think. in a heel, it's one of those, isn't it, where maybe. You, you yeah. Know, you, can, you know, we talk about a lot about this maybe more in WWE, but they go like, well, pin him in two minutes because they'll be turning next week and no one will remember. It's true as well. It really is true. I just. Because the babyface term was kind of understated, mm-hmm. she just sort of pivoted naturally. Um, it's almost as if. Yeah, I guess it could be an narrative device of like. This hasn't worked at all. No. Like when I was being awful to people, things were great. So, I could, yeah, that does sort of make a bit more sense. Right, we'll get back here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, excited to see that, though, because I think Britt Baker and Ruby Soho, we're not playing ladies' night, but I do hope they don't just revert to type and say, oh, well, put that on just before, you know, Omega and Uter or whatever the, the main event is. Give them, you know, give them a prominent slot because it's two of your most... Popular and talented women in the division, in my opinion. Are we three matches? Mm. Three matches? Or oh, four because of the MJF? Yes. Adam Cole. So we're, we're kind of, it feels like what this is a match short minimum, doesn't it? Oh, 100%. Like, yeah. There's going to be something else added. So, so. he's probably going to tweet it out right now. Yeah. Should we play the game? We had a match. Do you want to oh, get the roster up? Yeah. Got a match. Got it. time. It's time to play the game. Oh, they've changed the way they lay out their roster page, and I've not looked for a while. Maybe five people per. Oh, that's one better than WWE's. It is right. Well, uh, then, I mean, stop. Oh, hang on. <laughs> oh. I was scrolling down to the bottom to make sure it all loaded. So, unless you want to book another referees match, I do not. If you were going to pick a referee between one and five, who would you have picked? Five. Paul Turner in action. Okay. Finally getting his home back on everyone, <laughs> screwing up his bloody <laughs> matches. Right, I am now scrolling through the AW roster page. Tell me when to stop picking number between one and Stop. Five. I like five. It's a treat. You're a sadistic bastard, you are, aren't you? Got it. Has he not recovered from last week? Sting. Good. Yes, get him back out there. On, let me right. just get the level with Jeff Jarrett on one second. <laughs> no, I'm joking. All right, I'm going to start at Sting's level. Okay. Sorry to the likes of Sean Dean and Sean Spears and Sanjay Dutt and Sonny Kiss. So this is tonight on Dynamite. Sting. They listen. So. Versus. Stop. Two. We got. <laughs> you can roll again if you want, because he's working smart marks. Nope. Roll again. Spin, spin, spin. Uh, stop. Two. Keith Lee's already wrestling. Stop. Two. Hang on. I wasn't scrolling. You're still on Keith Lee. <laughs> Keith Lee. Uh, hang on. Wait a minute. Okay. I'm in a different part now if you want, if that helps. Okay. I was going to say Jay's quite close to K. Uh, stop. One. Well, certainly make things interesting. Colt Cabana. Oh, my God, yeah. Let's go. Sting versus Colt Cabana, huge. That's going to put the cat amongst the pigeons this week, isn't it? Are you sure you don't want to say that one for collision or no? (laughs) Anyway, let us know your thoughts ahead of AW Dynamite tonight on Twitter at WhatCultureWWE. Why should they follow both of us? You can follow Michael Hamflet at... Michael Hamflet. Follow me at Adam Wilborn. Follow us all at WhatCultureWWE. 
Uh, and make sure you subscribe to What Culture Wrestling wherever you get your podcast from for daily wrestling podcasts. Load of fun on the NXT review uh, podcast earlier on today. Great show, mm. NXT. So go and check that out if you get if you get a chance. Uh, and as I said, me and both the Dadley Boys will be back tomorrow to review AEW Dynamite. But for now, it's been the AEW Dynamite preview. My thanks to Michael Hamlet. Thank you for joining us, and we will see you soon.